0: This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
1: This is your call to action Now, your instructor, Vincent Finelli.
2: Everyone all set? Cocked, locked, hour number two of USA Prepares. Let's very quickly, what we do here is we buy and hold our products, you know, things that we're going to consume, things that uh, we are concerned might be recalled. So, if it's cans of beans, if it is flour, flour goes in the freezer, um, you know, for a couple days, two, three days, to make sure we kill any, uh, any hatchlings that might want to grow up to be bigger. Um, food products we buy and hold, and uh, maybe six months later, we'll consider consuming them. And the reason for that is we look for the recalls. That way we won't have eaten Many of the products that have become recalled. So the question is, can you count on your current cell phone provider? The answer is no. Can you count on Quaker Oats products to be safe? The answer, according to the Internet, is no. Can you count on your dog food manufacturing company? The answer is no. Can you count on packaged salad greens? The answer is no. The question is, what can you count on? And the answer, in my world, is nothing. You're on your own. Gwyneth in Australia, welcome. You're on with Kathy. Hello
3: there, Vincent. How are you this morning?
2: (laughs) Frosted. Frosted. So, how can we help you?
3: Well, um, we have a um, forest fire, a bush fire, about 30 miles uh to the north uh oh, sorry to the south of us, and there's a um yeah there's a wind blowing in that direction, <laughs> so we're we are at the moment pretty well directly um downwind from a fairly major forest fire, so uh i was known about this you know all of yesterday afternoon. And, um, so basically spent the afternoon, um, packing a set of go bags, uh, two panniers for my horse, Lily, um, and a backpack for myself. And it, you know, that's a document, um, about three days food, a change of clothing, um, a bit of, um a bit of newspaper in case I need some kindling for cooking fire um, and that sort of thing. And um, in case I need to leave here in a hurry, because that may be the case. We are uh, keeping an eye on it. I had a few hours sleep and um, I woke up and the uh, watch, they, they, they have a... a, a the government here, they're actually in this way, they're quite good. I don't know if they provide, um, you know, like forest fire notifications in the United States on the internet, but they do here in Australia. And the notification area, I woke up and it had spread more in our direction, which is probably not a good thing, but, and I'm, Outside, I can smell. I can smell the smell of smoke on the on the wind um, because it is directly downwind of us. It's still far enough away where it's not any immediate danger. But if I could ask the class to pray for me, um, that would be great. Because well, you've, is, you've uh, got it.
2: You've, you just you just have. Kathy, do you have any comments?
4: Will Gwyneth, I, I will pray for you. I hope that your farm and your home are okay and your animals. Yep, yeah.
3: It's um, I, I've got some towns mentally lined up on the map where if the uh, if the bushfire gets to these towns, then I'm going to go and tack up Lily at her stable, and I'm going to leave. Because I'm not going to try and defend this place. So, uh, that should leave me enough time, uh, if, if, if the fire gets to these towns to, uh, get out of here. So, and I may, she, she's at the point in her training now where I may be able to ride her, uh, but whether I'll be able to do that with the pannier bags on, Is another another question. And like I say, there's about two or three days of food in the pannier bags, a change of clothing, a cooking pot, and a few other basic essentials. And I've got the document, my my identity document, and um, a few other things in in a backpack for myself, but.
2: Gwyneth, what you're talking about is, is survival. And the class, these are the kinds of things that only happen to other people. They don't happen to us, right? Here you are. Gwyneth is just telling you that it's happening to USA Prepares in Australia right now. So how many of you are prepared? And, and think about the animals. Think about the small animals, you know, like uh, something the size of a cat or dog. What is their vantage point? Uh, maybe six inches off the ground? Maybe a foot off the ground. It's not like a person that, where our eyes are five or six feet off the ground. These guys can't really see very far because they're really close to the ground. It's terrifying. And you know what? A lot of this can be prevented. I mean, yeah, sometimes lightning strikes. But it's stupid people with campfires. It's stupid people with cigarettes. It's stupid people starting fires and not paying attention. It's catalytic converters on the bottoms of cars that run maybe twelve to 1,500 degrees and they park, people park on the dry grass. And then there's the Teslas, of course. Gwyneth, thank you so much for uh, sharing this with us. Kathy, do you have any other comments?
4: God bless you, Gwyneth. You'll be in my prayers.
3: Yep. yep. Gwyneth, thank you for I calling. I will
4: be okay, but as soon as the sun comes up,
3: I'll be taking up Lily anyway just to be safer than 4-year. Okay. okay Gwyneth, so, birthday, you? you too. Thank you, Gwyneth. Okay. Bye.
2: So, there you have it. Class, uh, a live call from Gwyneth in the middle of the night in Australia. It can happen to you. It's happening to her right now. And she's giving us an alert, and, and the point of that was it can happen to you. You know, these forest fires that you hear about, they seem to happen to other people. And the, uh, the COVID deaths, they seem to happen to other people. And the dog food recalls and the deaths from the dogs, they, they happen to other people, right? Well, all of it has happened to USA Preparers. We've lost faculty to the COVID jab. There's no question about it. I've lost family members due to the aerosol version. Of COVID. Four of them. Extended family members. Lost neighbors. To the left and right of us. Real close. Walking distance. Right here at the farm. Kathy, what's next?
4: Uh, Vince, real quick, I, I want to mention, um, there is a sale at Menards right now. If any, It ends today. But if you're out and about... They have vinegar for a dollar ninety nine a gallon, and when I go to my grocery store, um, the off brand vinegar is three seventy or three eighty. So I stocked up because I do use it quite a bit, and you know canning season is coming. And if you make pickles or you do other things where you have to use the vinegar, it, it was it'd be nice to have on hand. So I wanted to put that in there. And the other thing, Vince, is I I wanted to mention flour. Um, I think you and I talked about it. Uh, I got flour from Sam, and I was having a terrible time um, with um, baking my bread. It just wasn't raising right. And so I finally traced it back to the flour. And so whether there was something wrong with it, it was this particular batch, I don't know, but I switched over. I went to Costco and I got a big bag of the King Arthur flour and that was my problem. So I'm not saying that all Sam's flour is bad. I don't know if you've used it, Vince, but you know when yes, I, I have. It, you're it talking a,
2: about you're talking about the red bag, which is the bread yes. and pizza flour, right?
4: Uh, yeah. It was a twenty five pound mm-hmm. bag and so of yeah. course I'm using it, and using it. And I just couldn't understand why everything, it was so dense and like typically if you're making like a pound and a half loaf, you use three cups of flour and then about one cup plus or minus a tablespoon. Sometimes certain recipes have you go a little less, a little more. And I was having to add like a half a cup or more of flour. I don't know what they did to it. I don't know if it was just that particular bag. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to give people, like, a warning on it, Vince, because I finally just got rid of it. I couldn't – I mean, I'm using it for, like, if I'm making, like, a roux or, or like, a sauce or something, it's okay with that. But I'm not using it for um, making bread.
2: Kathy, so you live in Ohio. We live in Missouri. There's quite a big different uh, distance between um, our Sam's Clubs. And so you bought the red bag of flour, and we did too. And we found exactly the same thing that you're talking about. So, uh, class, what we're saying is it doesn't rise right. The, the loaf is, yeah. is, is not as fluffy. You have to use more flour. So I'm using um, heaping cups of flour, And typically the recipe is, for a one and a half pound loaf, it's three cups of flour and about a cup of water, plus or minus, you know, a tablespoon or two of water. Okay. So what I'm doing now is adding heaping cups of flour to get the same size loaf. Absolutely true. And it's the red bag of Sam's Club bread flour. So... It seems to me that there's something wrong with the flour. What it is, I'm not sure at this point. But I've experienced the same thing about the vinegar. So uh, yes, Menards has on sale vinegar, dollar ninety nine. And it's kind of a, it's not the heavy duty milk uh, jug, you know, thicker than a milk jug, um, um, bottle of, of vinegar. It's it's a kind of a clear, not so strong. I think. Uh, container. But it a is $1.99. And I asked Bam. Bam was going to, uh, our son, was heading toward the big city, Springfield. And I said, Bam, can you get like, I don't know, four, maybe a little bit more? So I, I know came back last going. night and I said, so how'd it to, how to go with the vinegar? He said, I got it. I said, okay, good. How many did you get? Ten. So you know, what, I guess what I need to do is divide by two whatever I'd like him to get, okay? Because he can't, he can't do it. He cannot get one. I, I, I don't know if it's genetic. I don't know if it's nurture. I don't know if it's nature. <laughs> but uh, he got ten of them. And, um, class, right now, Menards has an 11% off sale. I like Menards. I don't like the race car driver. John Menard, but I do like the fact that they are trying to be the new Sears, where they actually test the products, and their products are better than the average. They really are.
5: February is Heart Month, and every year Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly sixty-nine ninety-five plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only fifty-seven fifty for a two-month supply.
1: Pencils, paper, notebooks, iPads. Class is now in session. USAprepares.com Educational Radio. Set your memory to high power. Your USAprepares.com instructor, Vincent Finelli, at the controls.
2: Class, um, the Earth's diameter is about 25,000 miles. So if you were to take a, a measurement around the you know the the belly of the, the earth, you know, the widest point, it'd be about twenty-five thousand miles. If you were to measure the diameter of the earth, it's a, about eight thousand miles. And there's an asteroid doing a flyby today. It's pretty big. It's about the size of a bus. And it is going to uh was by well about uh 140,000 miles away how far is that well it's pretty close the the earth the distance between the earth and the moon is roughly 239,000 miles so that means that it's about 30 times the Earth's diameter away from us. It's about 9 to 10 times the Earth's circumference away from us. And this asteroid, the size of a bus, is going to do a flyby today at 140,000 miles. That's a little more than half the distance between the Earth and the Moon away from us. About 42 feet in in, uh, diameter. So it's a pretty big asteroid. It's got a lot of mass. And if it were to hit, it would do a lot of damage. Now, what are the odds? Well, the, the media will tell, I guess the authorities, that's in quotes, would tell you, oh, the likelihood is, is not is not going to land on anybody. Well, that's only because the Earth is three-quarters water. So three out of four chances it'll land in, you know, the ocean. But one in four chances land on land. And if it did, it would be a huge problem. Now, I'm not saying panic, but I'm saying I don't really have a good, warm, fuzzy feeling that the alleged authorities are going to tell us what's up. I don't think they are. I don't trust them as far as I can throw a piano, as my father used to say. Kathy, back to you. Did we lose Kathy? Kathy, are you there?
0: Yeah,
4: I'm here, Vince. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Okay.
2: Uh, now, I'm did here. you hear what I said about this about this asteroid that's going to do a, a flyby as close as um, yeah, roughly half the distance to the moon?
4: Yeah, I did. Vince. It's a concern. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we can't trust. You can't trust, and just like what we talked about the first hour, will, what are, what are they doing to anything that they manufacture? Our food, our vehicles, you know, parts, equipment, it's all, it, it, the quality has gone down and nobody is, nobody's really looking after us. I mean, you and I talked before, we don't have enough time and energy to grow all of our own food and to do everything that we need to do. And, and you know, Vince, you were talking about like the pet food and, you know, God bless you for rescuing the animals that came to your farm. Um, Who knows what would happen to them. So you just do the best you can. The only thing I would say, Vince, is if somebody is interested in even trying, you don't have to do everything. You could say, hey, I've got some extra eggs this week, or, you know, I got a bunch of carrots on sale. Like I buy them in bulk um, at Costco or Sam's. I, I buy them like 10 pounds at a time. So you, you don't have to do everything. If you could just supplement a little bit here and there with what you have that maybe you have too much. If you grew more peppers in your garden, you can you can throw those in there. I mean, whatever it is that you have extra. So that was just, I, I wanted to encourage people uh, on that. Um, you know, as we were talking about making bread, and along go, along with that goes yeast. And I would just encourage people to buy it um, in bulk um, right now. Uh, Sam's has got it a two pack, 16 ounces each for six eighteen. Uh, Costco and Gordon's has it about the same price. The little package is where you only get I think it's two and a half teaspoons. It's a dollar twenty nine for a three pack. So you can freeze it then. You can. Put it in the freezer and take out a little bit and keep it in the refrigerator or covered and use it. And it doesn't, I have never had it go bad.
2: Very good. Kathy and I will be right back after bottom of the hour news and commercial announcements. This is USA
6: Prepares. Wellness and self care doesn't have to be complicated.
8: News Update. The leading Democrat on the House Oversight Committee is expressing his belief the impeachment inquiry into President Biden has concluded.
7: The whole thing is not only obviously false and fraud- fraudulent, but a product of Russian disinformation and propaganda.
8: Maryland Democrat Jamie Raskin pointing to the recent arrest of a former FBI informant for allegedly making up bribery accusations against the President, a key aspect of the impeachment investigation. President Biden says his administration is canceling another one $1.2 billion in student loan debt. It should impact roughly 150,000 or so borrowers. The move is the administration's latest effort at student debt relief after the U.S. Supreme Court blocked Biden's broader forgiveness plan last year. This latest wave of relief will go to borrowers who have been in repayment for over a decade or more and originally took out $12,000 or less. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News.
5: February is Heart Month. And every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly sixty nine ninety five plus shipping and handling for a two month supply. In February, Extendivite is only fifty seven fifty for a two month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle.
1: When you to for two seconds. Class is back in session. Turn up the volume. usaprepares.com with the original survival economist, Vincent
2: Finelli. Kathy, uh, it looks like the news is starting to catch up with the things that we've been saying here at USA Prepare. So we say it first, and then they catch on. Now there are articles in the mainstream media talking about new appliances and how they don't last worth a darn. And people are really disappointed with their purchases. So it, I've been looking at Facebook Marketplace Craigslist, and here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing new styled refrigerators. You know, the ones that people would say, well, we just wanted to buy it because of the new look. So I'm talking about dishwashers with the controls on the top of the door. I'm talking about these new modern-looking refrigerators that are stainless steel with lots of features and electronic controls, and washing machines with new features and electronic controls and dryers, and then the combo units, the washers and dryers, the stackables, you know, where actually they are stacked and you buy the washer and dryer together, kind of a smaller size. What we're finding on Facebook Marketplace, what I'm finding is that People are selling them. They're saying, free, come get it. Come get it. Uh, And that's so they don't have to hire somebody to get rid of it. So we're looking at relatively new appliances that don't last worth a darn, and people regret having bought them because their old one they got rid of because they wanted the new look. So I'm talking about... Stainless steel four-door refrigerator-freezer combinations, like two bottom drawers that you pull out, and, and the, the ads in Facebook Marketplace will say refrigerator works, freezer doesn't. Or the washer-dryer combination, the washer works great, but the dryer doesn't work. Or it'll be a washing machine, and it needs a part, not sure what, what to do, uh, 25 $25. Frasers, a few years uh, old, uh, doesn't cool properly. I'm seeing it over and over and over again. Kathy, any comments?
4: Yeah, I am too. I was just going to bring this up, Dan. You you know, I got to thinking about... um, You have talked about it since I've listened to you. And you know, now you have Frank on Mondays. And I know that Kyle has talked about it and Rich. And we've all talked about it. And... So I got to thinking about it. I'm like my old Maytag refrigerator and, I mean, um, washer and dryer. I like, I really try hard not to overuse them. I don't overload my washer. I check the pockets. I do all the things that we've talked about, and we have backup um, parts for that. I really want those to last. And if by any chance I can't get them fixed, I will try to find the older models of something that maybe can be fixed. But, you know, at some time, at some point, I may not be able to do that. But so I was thinking about it a couple days ago, getting ready for today. And maybe Vince, like, it could be part of our homework. Maybe we should say, with things that we have, like, how can I make this last longer? How can I, um, what can I do to prevent, you know, having um, cause it to die quicker? How do I clean it? How do I maintain it? And I was even thinking about things like your coffee maker. You know, are there things that if we did like a little research or your toaster, if we did a little research, mm-hmm. is there certain things that would cause it to die quicker or or is the certain things, you know, harder on it? Whatever it is, whether it's your iron, your sewing machine, your refrigerator, your your compressor. I just think it'd be very wise to maybe have like a notebook or a folder and mm-hmm. and do a deep dive then and have, like we always talk, you know, three is two, two is one, and one is none. And I'm finding that out with some of the things that I've owned.
2: I'll tell you I what we can very, do.
4: Very, very, yeah. I'll
2: tell you what we can do, Kathy. We can do it right now off the top of our heads, or we can do a class next time you're on in two weeks from now on a Thursday. Uh, if you want to write a list of, okay, what do we do? Here are the appliances. Here are the, the items that we'd like to make last longer. And you can just uh, pose those questions to me, and we'll do it right on the air. Every single one okay. of them. You talked about coffee makers. That's easy. Song machines. That's easy. Compressors. That's easy. Refrigerators. Freezers. That's easy. Toasters. Uh, not so much you can do, but I have a few a few suggestions. But yes, we we could do the whole thing if you would like. We can have a whole class just on that if you'd like.
4: Yeah, and Vince, we can start now. On um, one thing with sewing machines, um, I did a little bit of reading. Um, I, I'm very I'm very good about oiling it. There's certain places to oil it. So I, but then I realized I wasn't oiling it enough. So you know, after so many things. Then you you oil it like they say after a big project, but that that can vary. You know, one person's project might be oh, a lot, so or one might be a little. So I just I just oil it like every two weeks. And if you're going to take it out of a box that you haven't used it for a while, you know, oil it and then run it back and forth on a on a piece of scrap fabric and get that all lubricated. Although another thing is that I didn't know. Um, was, and I don't yank it, but normally when you thread the machine, it goes through the tension and and all the way down. Well, I always just release the tension a little bit, and I would pull it. But they recommend cutting it and then pulling it through the needle at the bottom. Don't cut it at the top before it goes into your tension um, threaders. And then you cut it. That way you're not getting bits of... um, thread and debris in those tensions and you're not pulling in and um, making them, you know, maybe not last quite as long. So that's just a few things that I learned. But Vince, I think that, you know, go ahead with whatever you're off the top of your head, because as we go on with this, I am talking to more and more people that they do not like the new items or they bought the front load washer, had it for three years. It was an LG. It, it died. They ended up getting rid of it and buying an old or trying to get a, either a new front loader or top loader, I mean, or getting a used one.
2: So, okay, I so I have a suggestion, it. I have a couple suggestions. Kathy, uh, you've got a couple Maytag appliances, washer and dryer. I suggest okay. you consider doing this real soon, and that would be find a Whirlpool or a Maytag um, that's, uh, oh, 15 years old. That works. Washing machine. I don't think we need dryers. I mean, dryers, I guess, is nice to have. We have uh, three or four of them lying around here. But I haven't hooked them up because we use the clothesline. And we save about a dollar every time we we don't use the dryer. So that's like $365 a year minimum if we were buying electricity. So uh, I would suggest you consider finding on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, a good used washing machine that someone is getting rid of because they want the new look. They haven't learned yet. So uh, you can benefit from their lack of knowledge or ignorance. So uh, I'm talking $50, $25 for a used washing machine. I I would say, and if you want to get the dryer that matches, fine, but I don't think you need that in terms of a, a terrible situation. Not having a closed washing machine is a bad thing. Having. A dishwasher and a clothes washer are really important appliances, in my opinion. So I would, I would get that now. Now, in terms of how do you make that last longer, it's real easy. You get a vacuum cleaner, and uh, you remove the cabinet. And you can look on YouTube, how do you remove the cabinet. It's two screws, two clamps, and um, it's about, if you've never done it, it's going to be about 10 minutes to remove the cabinet. You just lift it off. and uh, You and your husband can lift it off together. And then you can take your vacuum cleaner with a nozzle, and you can vacuum out the motor area. And you'll find that, you know, your dog hair is in there, and you'll, you'll find some dust. Even though you are an immaculate housekeeper, as based on the pictures I've seen of uh, that you've sent me, of your, you know, your dogs and your kitchens and your bread and all that. Even though you are an immaculate housekeeper, dust seems to find its way under the washing machine cover, you know, on, especially on the bottom where the motor is. So, and the motor draws in Air to cool itself. So if you vacuum that out, the inlet and the outlet of the motor, and if uh, you or your husband uh, decide to put some non-detergent, oh, I'm sorry, some synthetic 5W30 engine oil into the transmission with a syringe, you'll have to uh, get a large, like cattle-sized syringe, and uh, put in you know three to six cc's of warmed up engine oil 5w30 it will make the transmission last longer because that the oil seems to volatize over the years you know 10 20 years of having one of these machines so there's a vent hole at the top of the transmission it's about the size of a number two pencil point if you have a sharpened number two pencil so it's small about the size that you would put a about the size of a map tack pin that's how small it is so you use a syringe and uh, you Heat the needle part of the syringe at the end. Form it into an L over your uh, gas stove or electric stove. Bend it gently with some needle nose pliers. And then uh, you can grind off the point of the needle. So it's a flat point or a flat tip. And you can put 5W-30 warmed up engine oil through the syringe into the top cover of the transmission. You'll see a tiny bump on the top cover, and there's a little hole, a vent hole. And that's where you put it in. And there's no dipstick. There's no way of checking how much oil's in there uh, without taking the transmission cover off. So I don't recommend you do that. Just add it. That's number one. Um, Number two, uh, sewing machines. So there are a whole bunch of mechanical contact points on a sewing machine. There are shafts, there are gears, there's a motor, and um, there's cams. And a cam is an oblong bump on a shaft. And what it does is there's a cam follower that rides right on that cam bump or the cam lobe, and it will move a lever back and forth. That is a high wear point. And it's not obvious that that is what you lubricate with um, what I would use probably non-detergent 30-weight oil and you can buy that at, you know, the big box auto stores and the non-detergent 30 weight um, engine oil. And it is not for engines. It's just for lubricating uh, non-combustion type engines. It's just lubrication. It is not detergent. It is not anti-wear additives. It's, um, it's not anti or heat absorbing additives. It's just oil. So non-detergent oil is what I use. 30 weight anti-oil oil all the moving parts, the gears, the shafts, the cams, the cam followers, and and the motor. And the motor has uh, a couple oil points. And the typical motor on a sewing machine has felt uh, oil retention, um, we'll call them washers. And the idea is that the oil stays on the felt and it lubricates the shaft of the motor. There's two little holes on either side, or two little holes on the motor, one on each side of the uh, where the shaft is, and you'll see a little tiny hole just above that. And what I do is I take a, you can use a paper clip if you want, uh, you know, a large paper clip, and unfold it and put uh, bend it so that the oil will follow down the paper clip, which you've wiped clean, and the oil will go into the hole where the um, motor shaft is. Now, I just see that I lost connection. Kathy, are you still with me? Am I still with you?
4: Yeah, I can hear you, Ben.
2: Okay, did I drop out at all?
4: No, no.
2: Okay, okay. My my screen shows that I dropped out for about 10 seconds. Okay, so the idea is to make sure that you... Um, unplug the sewing machine, turn it the correct direction with that wheel by hand, and um, make sure you look at all the points that move, and those are the ones you want to oil. But the one that, the two that are most forgotten, well, maybe the ones on the bottom are easily forgotten. The one under, the ones under the screws, remove two screws at the top cover, those are easily forgotten, and um, and then of course the motor and the cams. Those are the ones that are are forgotten. I bought a used sewing machine. I oiled it up in 15 minutes, and it is magnificent.
9: Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in this free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy, says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there
0: get healthy not high with 100 percent pure cbd powerful natural pain relief from veterans vitality gcn listeners have you ever thought about how cbd may help you They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD.
7: Who listens to radio at night? EMTs, truck drivers, law enforcement, and many other hardworking people just like you Buying products and services from companies just like yours. Many companies owe their success to radio. It's the engaging medium. Call 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com.
5: Tahibo
11: Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. That's 818-984-6100. Shop G'day,
5: I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Young Jevity at teamg'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home.
1: No whining. Only expert guests and seasoned opinions. Instruction that matters. At the controls, Vincent Finnelli.
2: So the bottom line is electric motors uh, need cooling, and, uh, and they seem to collect dust. The air intakes, and um, that prevents adequate cooling so vacuum them that means under the refrigerators you know the coils if the coils are behind the refrigerator um, vacuum them and if your refrigerator doesn't have wheels go buy them and you can buy a set of appliance rollers and about fifteen dollars on the internet and they're adjustable and you put it's a track with a bunch of wheels on it little tiny wheels that may be uh, one inch high plastic wheels on little axles and uh, you adjust the the length of these roller systems. You put one under each side, one to the left, one to the right side of your refrigerator or freezer, and then you can roll the refrigerator or freezer out and get behind it. It's, it, it. it's the way to go. So if your refrigerator doesn't have the wheels that they used to all have, then you can, for $15, buy them and and move your appliances. All of our refrigerators and freezers have them, all of them, because we bought them. And that way we can easily roll them out. And if you think about it, $15, how far is that going to go on a service call? Nowhere, right? So by rolling it out and vacuuming behind it, you can certainly save replacing those devices uh, by lengthening their lifespan. Kathy, any comments about that?
4: Yeah, Vince, uh, I have two comments. I want to make sure I clarify when I was talking about oiling, the sewing machine as frequently, um, that's in the bobbin case. I know that others you should oil them frequently, but the bobbin case is there's directions in your manual. I wanted to clarify that. I don't think I mentioned that. And you know, the other thing, Vince, is I have I was talking to a couple, and they had a they have an old Whirlpool dryer, and it wasn't working right. And they called the service guy out, and he and he told them what it was, and he he goes, well, maybe I should just get a new one. And it was a young man that came out and he said no no you're going to want to fix these cuz the new ones aren't going to last and the service call with the part was like $90 and cuz this man's not that um, well versed in how to fix things but the uh, kudos to the service man that told him to keep what he had and you know not get a new one so and vacuuming the coils, you know, Vince, with all your dogs that you have. <laughs> I'm sure you get a lot of dust and hair under there.
2: Well, you know, we don't start with the, with the vacuum. We start with the rake. And so <laughs> Mrs. Finelli <laughs> keeps a rake in the kitchen. So we rake up, you know, the, the big chunks, and then we vacuum them. Of course, I'm kidding. But uh, we, uh, I wanted to share this. Class, we have a vacuum flow. Um, central vacuum system it 's a model 466 Q has about a six gallon bucket to uh, you know, pick up the, the dust and the dog hair and all that stuff, and it works great it 's cyclonic, so there 's no bag, no bag to replace. It really works well, and it has a lifetime guarantee and w- I want to give a, a pat on the back to the vacuum flow people because we found that, that ours would trip the circuit breaker integral to the vacuum pl- flow uh, system. And they discovered that they needed to increase the circuit breaker size to protect the motor within their system from a 15-amp to a 17-amp. And they decided they needed additional cooling. So they came up with a new cap to cover the motor that's ventilated. And they discovered that the power cord that was rated for 15-amps, when you put in the new 17-amp breaker, it ran warm. So they gave us for free power cord replacement heavier duty, the uh, motor head cover, and the circuit breaker. Now, I'm going to do the work myself, uh, but what I'm saying is they actually stood behind the product, Flow. I suggest that you consider buying an American-made product when you can. And um, so, Kathy, did you say around $90 to repair yes. that appliance? Yes. Okay, so around, around here, if you were to buy a brand new one, let's say it was $600, 8% sales tax, that's $48 right there. You're almost at the, the sales tax on a new one is almost approaching the cost of fixing the old one, the sales tax. And it does nothing to benefit you. Paying sales tax doesn't benefit you one iota.
4: And, and I gave him the vent speech when I was talking to him about everything we are talking about with keeping things fixed. And not buying the new ones. And I'm getting more responses from people like, Yeah, I think you're real, you're right.
2: <laughs> you know, when you said the Vince speech, I, I was I was concerned that you might be saying Vinny would say, Don't be an idiot, you know. <laughs> Don't buy no. a new one. <laughs> what are you retarded? <laughs> Now you're, you're right. Don't class. Don't buy a new one. Don't buy a new appliance. Make sure that you you learn how your your current appliance works, and um, and you can maintain it and make it last a lot longer. And about about coffee makers, that's real easy. So most water has uh, calcium in it, lime, and uh, that's dissolvable by a mild acid. So vinegar. So you could take, let's say, a cup of water. Or Two cups of water. Put a few tablespoons of white vinegar in there. Put it in the uh, coffee maker uh, cavity and uh, reservoir, and turn it on. You know, make sure you put the coffee pot on there. You don't have to put the filter on it, and that will dissolve the lime. You do that a couple times, and your coffee machine will work way better. And you might want to do that every couple of months. So, Kathy, if you'd like, we can you know we can do appliance repairs and um, and how to make them last longer whenever you want. Kathy, thank you so much for being with us. I Class, we'll see you tomorrow.
10: attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights. And you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so
5: That's 800-509-4492.